It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk cheese. Recorded live. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white. As Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. I do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. In each of our lives, as children of God, we were stained by sin. And we thank God, we thank Jesus this morning, because even though sin had left a crimson stain in each of our lives, in each of our spirits, in each of our souls, in each of our bodies, Jesus Christ, he came in and he washed it white as snow. We thank God today because though our sins be like scarlet, the blood of Jesus, which is stronger than any cleanser, stronger than any detergent, stronger than any bleach, It washed our sins white as snow. We bless God today. We praise God for each of you. We pray that the Lord is blessing you very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. For those of you that are worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kinston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We bring you all greetings 
this morning from the great country of Nigeria, City Lagos, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides him there is none other. I want to thank each of you uh, in different parts of the world for your great support in this great ministry that God has called us to. There is no way that I could do uh, what I am doing if it was not for great men and women of God, such as yourself, that have sacrificed, some have sacrificed financially, some have sacrificed their time, their energy, their efforts. I, I, I thank God for you, children of God, that have uh, partnered with me in the Christian Center Church worldwide and are helping to make this vision a reality. I think of so many of you uh, across the world, in the Middle East, those of you in America, many of you in West and East Africa that have uh, joined hands with me to make this vision what it is. I just spoke with one of my sons in Kigali, Rwanda, who is doing a great work down there. We have uh, two of our members, one from South Africa and one from here in Nigeria, that have plans to uh, go to Rwanda and visit with him. I messaged him a little earlier, and, and uh, I am so happy to see children of God uh, with various opportunities that are coming about to travel to different parts of the world and share the gospel. Understand, my brother and my sister, that this gospel, the promotion of this gospel around the world is something that Jesus saw as so important that before he ascended back to heaven, before he left finally from this earth, he instructed his disciples, his followers, to take this gospel around the world. And I want to encourage you, children of God, uh, let us take this gospel around the world. Anytime God gives us an instruction, as he did, he told his disciples to go into all the world and preach this gospel and compel men and women to come to Christ. He will always give a provision that we may carry out the instruction that he has given us. In other words, if God is calling you to preach, he's going to give you a message. If God is calling you to teach, he's going to give you a, a, a topic. Anytime God uh, asks for us to do something, he will always provide the necessary tools to do it. 
He will always provide. So I want to encourage you, child of God, that, that, you know, if God is calling you to do something, one of the ways that you can tell that God is calling for a thing to be done or asking for a thing to be done is that he will provide for that thing to be done. God never gives a vision. A friend of mine told me this maybe about 25, 30 years ago, and it was so profound. He said, God will never give a vision without a provision. So if you have a vision, if we have a vision from God, I want to encourage you this morning. Um, be sensitive and be on the lookout for God's provision. You know, I think about this vision that God had given me in regards to Christian Center Church worldwide, God's people coming together uh, around the world from various countries, various nations, various kindreds, various tongues. I think about that vision, and I remember when God began sharing with me in regards to that vision. Well, now I'm able to look up, and I'm seeing the provisions. I'm seeing the people, the places, and the things that God is using to bring this vision to pass. And I want to encourage you, child of God, that if God has a vision for you, and since God has a vision for you, because God has a vision for every one of us as his children. God has something specifically that he wants you to do. God has something specifically that he wants me to do. God is also providing so that we can do it. Some of you all have been provided with jobs so that you can uh, carry out the vision that God wants you to carry out. Some of you all have been provided with buildings so that you can carry out the vision that God wants you to carry out. Some of you have been, and the Lord is bringing in my spirit, my son in Rwanda. He is coming up in my spirit again. Ever since I have known him, he has just been, uh, God has used him to draw and to bring in many, many people. When I first met him, he had about 6,000 people worshiping with him in Kigali, Rwanda. I was just amazed at how God was using him and how God was blessing him. The point is this, my brother and my sister. If God is giving you the, the vision, if God is giving you the vision, God will always give you the provision to accompany the vision. So if you ever look up and you feel like, you know, you don't have a provision or God is not providing, I encourage you uh, search and look a little harder and look a little deeper because if it is a vision from God, if it is a vision from God, God will always give a provision. We bless God today. We bless God for each of you. Pastors, God bless you this morning. Good to see you here with us. We're going to take a look at something the Lord was dealing with me on just a little while ago from the book of Philippians, chapter 2. And we're going to 
focused in on verse 5 this morning. Philippians chapter 2 with a special focus on verse 5. I think I like the King James translation a little better than the New Living Translation and some of the other translations. But we're going to look at various translations that God and hope that God will give us a proper understanding. From the New Living Translation, Philippians chapter 2 and verse 5 says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Once again, Philippians chapter 2 verse 5 says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. We're going to work this morning from a topic, same attitude, same attitude. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name today. You have been better to us than we even realize, than we even recognize. We give you praise, Father, today for the things that we know. We give you praise today, Father, for the things we don't know. You are worthy of all glory, all the honor, all the praise. Father, we pause reverently this day to hear from you. We pray that you will speak into our hearts and into our minds, that we may grow stronger, grow higher in you and in your blessed will. We ask, Father, again, that you forgive us of our sins, which we have all committed in either thought, word, or deed. We humbly ask, Father, that you continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. You are our Heavenly Father. We are your little children. And just as little children in the natural make plenty of mistakes, plenty of errors, Father, we make plenty of mistakes and plenty of errors. But we thank you this morning because you still love us. We thank you this morning because you discipline us. We thank you this morning because you still have a place prepared for us in spite of our mistakes. Father, speak for your children in the four corners of the earth are listening. Speak to me. Speak through me. Speak for me that your people may be blessed, that your name may be exalted and glorified, and that your will may be done. This is our prayer. We count it done in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, our Savior, our strength, our Redeemer. Let God's people say, Amen. Amen. And amen. The same attitude 
As we look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11, the Apostle Paul writes to the church in Philippi, and he talks about attitude, mindset, the way we think, the way we process information. And he lets us to know that our attitude, in spite of various forces that are working on us and attempting to get our attitude to be uh, a certain way, Paul says one of our responsibilities or our main responsibility as children of God in this world of sin, in this realm of sin, with so many influences on our attitude, Paul says you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. I want to encourage you this morning, children of God. Let us watch our attitude. Let us work very hard to display the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Now you say, Apostle, what do you mean by display the same attitude? Understand, my brother and my sister, that everything in life, we have an attitude towards it. Uh, We have an attitude toward food. We have an attitude toward countries. We have an attitude toward Sex, we have an attitude. Everything in life, we have an attitude. Well, what God wants you and I to do is for our attitude towards everything to be like the attitude of Christ. Christ had an attitude toward food. Christ had an attitude toward money. Christ had an attitude toward sex. He 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 since he was not married, he did not did not commit it, but everything in existence God has an attitude towards it. Now, people end up in hell every day. God says somebody end up in hell today, Robert because they had a different attitude than that of God. I encourage you. They had a different attitude toward salvation than that of God. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice. Some of you, I will never see your face in this in this life. But my prayer for every one of you, every one of us, is that we will have the same attitude toward things that Christ Jesus had, that we will have the same attitude towards salvation. God sees salvation as definitely necessary in humanity, in our lives, in our existence. Some people don't see salvation as necessary. God has one attitude towards salvation. They have another attitude towards salvation. People end up in hell because they did not have the same attitude towards salvation 
that God has towards salvation. My prayer for every one of you, every soul under the sound of my voice, is that your attitude towards salvation will be the same as God's attitude towards salvation. God sees salvation as the most important thing in our lives. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice. I don't know where you at, what nation, what country you in, but my prayer for you is that you will see salvation as the most important thing in your life. Some people see salvation, you know, it's it's all right. It's not really that important. God does not see salvation that way. Uh, and what the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, Dr. Connie, God bless you, sister. I see you have just, just joined us here. God is bringing to my spirit now something he said to the religious leaders of his day. He told them, he said, the things that God esteems, he said, man rejects. And the things that man esteems, God rejects. Well, what was Jesus saying to us? That we have a different attitude toward things than he does. The things that God sees as important, the things that God sees as necessary, the things that God wants to see, we don't think it's Nah, that, not much of a big deal. And the things that we think are a big deal, the things that we think are important, the things that we think are so, so, God doesn't really see as a big deal. So understand, my brother and my sister, that we are humans. God is God. He sees things differently than we do. And it's not God who's going to come down and see things like we see things. It's us that have to come up and see things like he sees things. Look at what the scripture says today. You must have the same attitude that Jesus Christ had. Not Jesus Christ having the same attitude that we have. And Jesus is not going to look at things in a nonsensical way that we look at things. He's calling for us to look at things in the right way as he does. My prayer for every one of you, every one of you, souls under the sound of my voice, is that you will take the time, take the energy, take the effort to look at things and to get to see and process things like Jesus processes things. Look, Jesus saw obedience to God as most important in his life. Jesus lived just like we we live in an earthly body. Only difference between Jesus' earthly body and ours, his earthly body had no sin. We are conceived in sin. We are shaping in iniquity. We got to overcome this thing called sin. While we do the works of the ministry, Jesus didn't have to overcome sin. He had no sin. He 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 performed no sin. Lord told me years ago, he said, Robert, you've done things that I can never do. I said, what, Lord? Lord said, Robert, you have lied. You have cheated. You have stolen. You have sinned. God said, I can't do those things. It is not possible for our God to do some of the things that we have done. We have sinned. 
And this is why we ask the Lord every day for forgiveness of our sins. Jesus never had to ask God for forgiveness of sins because Jesus never committed sin. So I encourage you today, child of God, let our attitude, let us watch our attitude. Every Each one of us has an attitude. Each one of us has a way of looking at things, a way of doing things, whether it is right or whether it is wrong. We all have attitude. Our attitude is to be the same that Christ Jesus manifested. I want to encourage you today. Let us find out what Christ's attitude was towards whatever. Whatever the situation, Christ had an attitude toward money. Christ had an attitude toward friends. Christ had an attitude toward family. And where problems come in, oftentimes among individuals and especially Christians, is when our attitude is not the same as Christ. I have two uh, friends of mine, two great men of, men of God that are, are having some problems. Um, and what I had to tell them on yesterday, they they are they are having some issues with some things that took up. I said, Look, gentlemen, I said, understand this, man of God. I said, the devil is in this. I said, Did this situation, one friend is saying one thing, another friend is saying another thing, one friend is accusing the other friend of wrongdoing, the other friend is accusing the friend. I said, Look, gentlemen, men of God, brothers. Friends, the devil is involved in this. What we need to do is we need to identify him and we need to to get him out of this because this here, what I am hearing, is nothing but the devil. So children of God, understand that we don't want to let the devil get into our attitude. The devil will give you and I a different attitude than the attitude of Christ Jesus. The devil will bring about disharmony, disagreement. The devil will have us doing things just the opposite of what God says, what God wants, what God desires. My prayer for you today, children of God, is that you will be able to identify the devil and be able to rebuke him in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Paul said you must have the same attitude. You and I, in the King James Version, I like the translation there, says, let this mind be in you. That was also in Christ Jesus. There's a mind that Christ Jesus had and has that we are responsible to let be in us. I listen to preachers sometime, you know, and and children of God uh, sometimes uh, inserting their perceptions or their thoughts on situations in their country or in, in their nation or that this is dangerous we have a responsibility especially as men and women of god to preach the word 
anything we are saying other than the word of God, we are going to have to give an account for. God is not pleased with. As a as a minister of the gospel, I don't have I can't be up in front of God's people telling you all what I think, what I believe, what what it looks like to me. We have a responsibility as ministers of the gospel to hear what God says and to tell that to his people. Anything other than that, pre, uh, Paul told young Timothy, preach the word in season and out of season. He didn't say preach opinion. He didn't say preach what you think. He didn't say preach what it uh, Preach the word. Anything other than that, my brother and my sister, you're going to have to explain to God. God is going to punish. So I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, wherever you may be, let us preach the word. Let us have the same attitude that Christ had. And in doing so, we will be blessed. We look at Philippians 2 and 6. It says, though he was God. Now, when I watch this now, Jesus was God. Jesus was man 100%, and Jesus was God 100%. Jesus was perfectly man. Jesus was perfectly God. He said, though he was God, he did not think equality with God as something to cling to. Saints, we are having some technical difficulties here in Nigeria. Um, I'm going to have to cut short the message this morning. Uh, the Lord willing, we're going to come back when... Uh, okay, okay. It looks like maybe we're, we are able to continue. Um we are in the great country of Nigeria, and there are some issues at times with electricity. Uh, it looks like um, we have been blessed with a, a little bit more time. But our message was this. Jesus was perfectly man. Jesus was perfectly God. And he says, though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Well, look at verse 7, children of God. Instead, I want to encourage you today, child of God. You know, there, there's always an instead. If, if, if there's a way to do a thing, there's a way to do a thing right and there's a way to do a thing wrong. Whatever it is, if there's a way to think about a thing, there's a way to think about a thing right, a way to think about a thing wrong. Instead of looking at his equality with God as something to cling to or something to boast in or something, Jesus, the Bible says in verse 7, he gave up his divine privileges and he took the humble position of a slave. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Jesus chose humility. Before man and before God. And I want to encourage you, children of God. The Bible talks about 
how humility comes before honor. One of the ways, and the Lord is bringing this in my spirit now, that you can tell that a person understands blessings. Most people, the more blessed they become, the more arrogant they become. You see some people, I have some friends that, you know, are now multimillionaires. You know, before they were millionaires, they were one way, and now that they're multimillionaires, some of them behave. And, and, and well, some people be, receive blessings and become more arrogant, become more conceited. But people that really understand blessings, that really understand why God has given them and really understand how they are supposed to respond to them, the more blessed they become, the more humble they become. I encourage you, child of God, let the more blessings that come into your life, let more humility come with those blessings. Jesus was God, and he took the position. He took the attitude of a servant, of a slave. Jesus, what, do you understand what, what, what Jesus was God with all power, all authority, all dominion. Jesus was God. Jesus is God. Jesus forever shall be God. And he gave up his divine privileges and took the humble position of a slave. People that really understand what blessings are all about, the more blessings they receive, the more humble they become. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been blessed with good jobs. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been blessed with good positions. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been been elevated in ministry. Some of you, you, I'm seeing you in the spirit. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been blessed with plenty of money. Some of you under the sound of my voice have been blessed with plenty of houses. You've been blessed. And I encourage you, child of God, the more we are blessed, the more humble we should become. As we are blessed more by God, let us show more humility toward God. Though he was God, he didn't think equality with God as something cling to. He instead, in other words, some people are becoming more blessed and becoming more arrogant. Some people are becoming more blessed and becoming more, more conceited. I offer you an instead this morning. Instead. Bible says Jesus gave up his divine privileges, took the humble position of a slave, and was born as a human being. Here was God in a manger. Here was God, all the power of all creation, packaged in a little bitty baby. Think about a little bitty baby. Little bitty baby in the, in the natural most times can't can't hardly do anything. Somebody has to do for he God packaged himself in the likeness of sinful man. God packaged himself 
in the form of a little bitty baby. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? Well, what God is letting us know is that things are not always what they appear. Jesus appeared like a baby, but he was God in the form of a little bitty baby. I want you to be careful today, children of God, because everything, everyone is not what you think. There were some that just thought Jesus was just a baby. I just didn't even realize that was God. There were, and there's been individuals throughout history that have not realized God in their midst. My prayer for you, child of God. And I'm going to have to close this message as we are experiencing those technical difficulties again. Be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Uh, be able to acknowledge and recognize
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.